Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking to my friend Ed about his background. And Ed, when we have guests on this show, they often talk about one particular country or one particular city where they're from, which is great. But in your case, uh, it's a lot more complicated than that. And so let me start by asking you, where were you born? Well, I was born... Uh, thanks for the invitation, first of all, Nick. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I was born in Tajikistan, which is now a independent country, but when I was born there in 1963, it was part of the Soviet Union. So it was uh, one of the more benighted parts of the Soviet Union, quite poor in sort of objective terms, um, a fairly traditional lifestyle out in the country. And we lived in a city which was basically a Soviet middle-sized provincial almost capital. And uh, I lived there until the age of nine, so that was that was when my parents moved to Canada. Okay, but your parents weren't uh, from Tajikistan themselves? No, no. So this isn't my story, but my parents' story more, but it's, it's more interesting. They, they were born in the Ukraine, but into um, a German colony, of which there were a lot in the Soviet Union and in Russia before that, for hundreds of years, actually. So they grew up in southern Russia, um, near Sagatov, and uh, were speaking, uh, spoke German at home, they spoke Russian in the streets and Ukrainian also, and um, there were, so there were Russians, Ukrainians, Germans, Jews, uh, Tatars living around there, it was a very, fairly cosmopolitan place. This was in the 20s, um, and um, then, they, they, so they, uh, as children, they went through, they experienced collectivization, the tail end of collectivization, they experienced the huge political purges of the 1930s as young children, and then, of course, the war. So that was a very, very eventful uh, <laughs> childhood and young adulthood that they went through. And after the war, they ended up in Tajikistan. Okay, and so were they, because they were of German origin, were they persecuted? Not because of the uh, of their ethnic sort of identity so much, no, but uh, but they're quite religious for one thing, and um, when collectivization took place, like many 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 people, they uh, you know they they had their traditional way of life which involved farming, so there were a lot of small farmers and some big farmers as well, and collectivization basically meant. Um, well, it was a very violent and uh, traumatic affair for the for the entire society. So they went. My parents didn't go through that. They when they both my, my parents were born in twenty eight and twenty nine, and so they experienced the the tail end of of that process where basically nobody was left owning anything much in terms of uh, livelihood. Um, there were the collective farms, um, there were famines, there was persecution, pretty well arbitrary, random persecution, based on de anonymous denunciation, based on uh, people ganging up on their neighbors, that kind of thing. So I think it was a, an appalling time to be born. Uh, but it meant that my parents uh, moved, set out into life with, an, with incredible reserves of 
of strength, resilience, and, and even optimism, paradoxically. So, um, when I was born in Tajikistan in 1963, they started making their life there. And, uh, and even though they were living in a very desperately poor actually place, they, uh, they did what they could to, 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 uh, to make it, um, to give us a, a good childhood, which, which we had, me and my brothers and sisters. And, and so what language did you speak at home? So we spoke German at home. Okay. My parents insisted on that. They still considered themselves sort of ethnically as Germans. That was important to them. And we spoke Russian, of course, in the street and, and in school. Um, and Tajikistan itself was a very cosmopolitan place at the time. So we heard Uzbek and Tatars, and actually there were a lot of people from all over the Soviet Union who lived there. Right, because as I understand it, the, the Central Asian republics, when they were drawn up by Stalin, it was almost, in fact, deliberately, uh, he had different ethnicities in the... You know, he didn't draw the country lines as you would think that you would to include only Tajiks in Tajikistan. And that created a bit of chaos and allowed Moscow as a central governing power to, to have more authority, I guess, in those areas. And so yeah. it created these stranger countries than you think would be necessary, I guess. Yeah, could be. I don't know much about the, about the history of those particular borders. And, uh, I mean, the countries, the, I, I think it was in Tsarist times, that uh, Central Asia was sort of taken over by Russia. And, um, but I know, I mean, it was an incredible patchwork. I think it has been for hundreds of years with, in particular, Uzbeks and Tajiks, the two main ethnic groups, uh, and also very different languages, um, sort of completely intermingled and yet maintaining their separate identities and, uh, well, identities, I mean, same religion, different languages, different traditions to some extent, but very much intermingled, very much. So I, I think, uh, I'm not, yeah, I can't, can't really tell you how much, what, what part Stalin played in, in creating what to us look like, you know, unviable states because they're non-homogeneous. I'm not sure that a non-homogeneous, uh, ethnically non-homogeneous state is necessarily unviable. In fact, I would probably, uh, beg to disagree, but um, the fact is, of course, yeah, Tajikistan and um, that, that area is, has been a patchwork for a long, long time. And so then when you moved to Canada at the age of nine, it must have been incredibly different. And do you remember what it was like to, to arrive there the, yeah, it was for the first time? It was, uh, because the Soviet Union was a, actually culturally a very great place. I mean, um, it was quite poor and backward. There were just not a lot of colors literally colors, but also colors in terms of food, colors in terms of, um, hmm, in terms of people's backgrounds and aspirations, in terms of what you could do with your life. Um, and we arrived in Canada in, in 1972, so it was sort of just, you know, well into the heyday of flower power and free love, not that I knew much of that as a nine-year-old. Um, and the hippie movement, and uh, it was it was all very wild, very exciting for for a kid to see um, and just to breathe this air. So that was that was for my parents. It must have been a, a, a huge culture shock, and for me, it was just very stimulating. And so, did you speak any English up until that point? At the time you arrived, 
No, 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 none of us. Uh, I've got three brothers and three sisters, and and uh, so we arrived as a seven kids with with our parents, and none of us spoke any English, so we had to pick it up on the on the spot. My the younger kids, me, well, actually all the kids learned learned picked it up in school fairly quickly, uh, and my dad picked it up sort of by working. Um, and learning to religious radio in, in his car, uh, so he acquired the uh, the strict minimum to allow him to get by pretty quickly. I think. And do you still consider that German is your native language, or do you think English is, or or even Russian? Well, you know, at, at age nine, I think you you can become completely assimilated in the new culture, yep. which is what sort of happened. But because my parents in, in Canada as well, they insisted on speaking German to us, so German never. Um, sort of receded into the background. So, and Russian, of course, having been immersed in it from an early age, um, I've, I still have a special, it has a special place in my heart and brain. So, um, I, I guess I'm, I, I consider myself lucky in that I think I have three. English is the only language that I would really write confidently in, let's put it that way. Um, but I, I love all three languages and I feel very much at home in all three of them. All right, that's very, very interesting. So thank you very much for talking to us. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. English in 10 Minutes.